We're straight into it. And we're straight into this. Love Racing.nz, your home for thoroughbred racing. And we love catching up with an owner each week. Today, well, it's a group one, the Herbie Dyke. We know how famed it is. And Asterix, the Derby winner, is back at the races. It's seventh start in a group one. A $16 chance involved with the ownership is New Zealand cricket great Mark Greatbatch. And he's been good enough to take the call and join the show this morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah. We're doing super, mate. It's a massive day of racing, and I've never had the pleasure of speaking to you before, Mark, but you're obviously a racing fan if you're involved with a a horse this good. Yes, for good or bad, but um, do enjoy it, Um, you know, having fun with friends, and uh, the excitement is is up there as far as uh, what I've been involved with with sports, so just excited today. I think it's, you know, we're lucky with the weather, and very good race card there today with a couple of Group 1s and uh, nice to see New Zealand Racing uh, having a good day, I think. Thanks for joining us, big man. You had the thrill last year of winning a derby at Ellerslie and that's probably not something many people think they're going to do. Um, you obviously got into this horse with Sam Kelt. Is that a fact that you've, you've, what, you've been drinking buddies or golfing buddies or how did you end up getting into a horse with a guy who, who knows about a good horse? Hi, Mick. Thanks very much for telling me the punters that I don't know about horses, and you're probably <laughs> accurate. Um, uh, there's another a very good friend, uh, Andrew Scott, who's the same name as our trainer, but a uh, different guy, uh, Pud Scott from Hawke's Bay, so there's three of us in it. And uh, Sam used to be my neighbour in Havelock North for about 15 years. I tell you what, he wasn't the easiest neighbour, but a lot of fun, and our kids are great mates, so that's how it came about, really. Uh, Mark... With your interest in racing, I know you've always liked having a punt and that sort of thing. Is, is it different owning a horse? Does it change the way you view racing? Because it's one thing to get up on Saturday morning and, and go for the Herald and think, oh, OK, I'm going to have a bet. It's a different thing when you own a horse. I find that a lot of owners of these good horses, you're thinking about it weeks out. Tuesday, you look at the noms. Wednesday, you look at the draws. Is it something that starts to um, play a far bigger role in your life? Oh, most definitely. And when you retire about 15 months ago, you have a bit more time on your hands. I got up at 3.30 Thursday morning in Auckland here, and I was on the road at 4.30 and was at the stables at 6.30 and spent two or three hours down there. I fed uh, our boy a couple of his favourite carrots, and he wanted some more, so I gave him an extra one just in case uh, he needed it for endurance today. But uh, he should be all right. I mean, obviously, it's a wait-for-age race and he's carrying a lot more uh, kilos than some of the younger horses but uh, he's he's fit you know I mean after the derby he had a few problems with his feet and that's all sorted now and um, you know by winning that 1600 three weeks four weeks ago pretty easily we think he's on the right track you know whether he can be in the mix today is going to be uh, going to be an interesting look. So what's a conversation like when you start throwing around words like Melbourne Cups and horses you own Mark? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's that's a long way off, but um, you know that's a dream. And uh, even if he went towards that, uh, that would be exciting and fun. So yeah, we just uh, we're enjoying him racing as a four-year-old. Um, if he goes all right in the next couple of runs, he's got the bone crusher in another month at Pukekohe. And if he goes all right, we're heading to Sydney. Um, he's been nominated for the chairman's over two six there. Ranwick, and I think our trainers just nominated him this week for the train cred and the Sydney Cup, which is interesting. So, yeah, we just got to take it uh, 
race by race, but um, exciting to be involved with. I mean, uh, he's racing a month apart at the moment, and I think that's sensible for a young horse. Um, but a month's a long time when, you, when you're uh, looking forward to seeing him race, I can tell you. Mate, you didn't mind taking it to the Aussies or anybody as a cricketer, but you, I think you particularly liked taking it to the Australians. There's another guy <laughs> who owns a horse today in the Herbie Dyke called Brendan McCullum, who seems to like taking it to everybody. So you and Baz, two of the legends of New Zealand cricket, two of the stand and deliver men, are going head to head. Have you had a lot to do with Baz over the years? And and were you because you tower over him? Obviously, you're a lot bigger than Baz. Will you go there today and and have a, a quiet handshake and wish him the best of luck, or will you stare him down from the enemy corner? <laughs> well, I was lucky enough to bump into him a couple of weeks ago in Queenstown. He took his English boys down for a five-day bonding session where they played golf and did some tourist stuff. And so he was at our golf club. So uh, we had a good chat and a bit of a giggle about uh, having a share of a horse in, in the race coming up. So we, we're going to catch up and have a beer today. So I think the, the, the best result we said was a dead heat first second and we can uh, share the, the spoils. But uh, obviously you can't do that in racing and it's uh, <laughs> someone's going to win probably. Yeah, well, he's got that English test team absolutely firing, Mark. No doubt you would have followed along with his instant success. And the Black Caps are in a really interesting period, aren't they, with New Zealand cricket with Trent Bolt opting out and, and all sorts and kind of questions around depth for the first time in a while. Will you be following that series with interest? Are you still keen observer of what's going on with the national team? Well, I, to be fair, I watch a lot more horse racing and go fishing and play golf than I, I follow cricket these days. But... It's a really interesting series coming up because you've got a side that's playing very positively and, and Baz has obviously got them going well. Um, and then New Zealand style is a bit different. So you've got two sides with different styles. So over five days, hopefully it's the weather plays ball. Um, this um, cyclone's not looking so good uh, the early part of the week, but I think that test starts on Thursday in Monganui. So it could be a really intriguing first three days. I mean, the way they're playing test cricket might only last three days, but um, if it goes day four and day five, I'm interested to see how the English boys uh, go with, you know, what's been a pretty good New Zealand side over the last five years. Do you ever watch the cricket these days, Paddy, and say to yourself, because obviously oh, it's been 15-odd years since you retired, maybe maybe 20, time flies by. Do you ever watch the T20s now where people just get to stand and deliver and, and not really almost care what happens next? Do you ever watch and think, gee, that would have been a bit of fun for a big pay packet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, if, you, if you think about what if, mate, it's, uh, you, you're sort of thinking about the past. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously a, a different game now. There's different avenues. Um, I, I worry about the game at the moment in the sense that 2020 when it kicked off uh, the IPL they said there was going to be a window of four weeks it's now six to seven and there's another eight or nine um, franchise uh, tournaments around the world in South Africa, the Middle East, uh, West Indies and it's encroaching on the international game and there's only so many days in the year and, and I really worry for one day cricket whether or not in time it's going to be 2020 in Test cricket, uh, and that would be a real shame. So hopefully they get the balance right moving forward.
Yeah, times are changing, Mark. And there has been for New Zealand racing as well, as uh, you'll be aware. Keen observer. Great to catch up with you, mate. All the best for today. It's um, a bit of an anomaly, you and Baz, uh, two horses and a group one together. So <laughs> it's uh, it'll be a great race, and there's so many different ways to punt it. So I'm sure you'll, you'll box some numbers together, or you may, might just have one on the nose, and hopefully you have a collect. Good to chat. Hey, I asked Mick last year, just before the race, what he thought, and he uh, little creek that shortest favourite in Derby history was his pick. Mick, what are you, where are you going this time? <laughs> I, I, reckon the, I, I reckon the three-year-olds, Paddy, have too good, too good, bigger weight advantage. And I think the three-year-olds yeah. can beat your horses. But don't get me wrong, I genuinely mm. think your horse, because he can handle the wet tracks, can win a big race in Sydney. And that doesn't mean he can't win a big race in Melbourne either. But when you go to Sydney, invariably for the championships it's wet. I'm not sure today's your inch-perfect race, and to be perfectly honest, I think the boys who train him are also thinking down the track to Sydney. But I wouldn't be stunned to see your horse win a Sydney Cup or a chairman's because the ability to get your toe into the ground, which that breed can do, is really on your side. And I know you'll be jumping on the plane and getting over there yourself and enjoying yourself, so I know today matters, but I know Sydney might matter even more. Good, good reply. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good day. <laughs>